Welcome back to the Cap Rack. It is Tuesday, August 18th. Uh, I just want to do a quick little recap of yesterday real quick. Um, I had the Cubs minus one and a half, White Sox money line, White Sox Tigers over nine and a half, Padres money line minus 130, and the Rockies money line plus 145 as a dog. Um, Cubs lost. It was a shortened seven inning game. Kind of slipped my mind a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, they ended up losing three to one, so dropped that one. Uh, the White Sox did end up winning. I missed the over by half a run. Um, it was seven to two final. Needed that over nine and a half, but couldn't get it done. Padres with a win, and the Rockies ended up losing two to one in Houston uh, on one hit. They literally had one hit. It was a Trevor Story home run, absolute missile to left field. Um, into that little underneath the train tracks, into those one, one of those little cutout guys. Um, so it's two and three yesterday, moving my record to 43 and 37. Um, not proud of it. Um, I, definitely positive, just about even uh, profit-wise. Um, but through how many games, I mean, I'm expected to do a little bit better than that. So I'm going to jump right into today with uh, 15 MLB games, I think. And we got four NHL games and four NBA games. So I'm going to start us off here with the Colorado Rockies and the Houston Astros. Antonio Sensatella on the mound for the Rockies. Zach Greinke going for Houston. Houston's are, Houston are minus 200 favorites at home uh, for the second game of this series. I'm going to stay away from this completely. Uh, Sensatella has pitched pretty well, uh, but Zach Greinke is Zach Greinke. I mean, this is a, a team that is – they started off really slow. They're still not getting production out of their lineup, but – they're finding ways to win games as of late. And I mean, last night was one of them. I mean, their pitching and their bullpen has been an issue, but they held the Rockies who have been putting up runs who are um, probably like five or six games over 500 at this point, which is good since early in the season. Um, they held them the one hit like Trevor story home run, but I'm going to stay away from this game today. Um, moving on. We have the San Diego Padres and the Texas Rangers, Adrian Morahone, one of their top prospects going for the Padres today. Um, Mike Miner, a lefty, going for Texas. The Padres are minus 120 favorites. So Morahone gets a nice little favorite boost in his first MLB uh, appearance of 2020. Um, Mike Miner had a great season last year, hasn't done much of the same this year. He's 0 3 with a 4.59 ERA um, through, I want to say, three or four starts this year. Um, Rangers, Padres, both. Teams hovering right around 500 here, but I mean, I'd like to lean more towards the Padres here, but with a guy like Morahone, who's making his uh, season debut here, starting, he's a top prospect. I don't know what I'm going to get from him. I mean, hopefully he starts to perform well, and we can kind of couple that with the fact that the Padres don't much don't get much respect from Vegas, and you can get good lines on them, and they're a good team. Um, just one quick thing about the Padres. Last night, Fernando Tatis, um, there was a lot of controversy surrounding him um, and his decision, I guess, to take a 3-0 pitch into the seats for a grand slam late in the game when they already were blowing out the Texas Rangers. Um, we're going to talk about that on Base Hit Ball 4. We're recording tonight. It'll drop tomorrow, so make sure you check that out. Um, anyways, no play on the, on the Padres-Rangers game, but we're going to move on to the Giants and the Angels at 4-10. Trevor Cahill going for San Francisco and Dylan Bundy going for the Angels. Um, Cahill lasted only one and two thirds innings versus the Astros in his season debut. Uh, Dylan Bundy, on the other hand, has pitched unbelievably well. He's a top line or top of the rotation starter for the Angels, somebody that they really, really need to pitch well. Um, they just haven't been getting pitching from their guys and well, good pitching from their guys. They throw guys out there every year, but 
I mean, the la- it's just been the issue with the Angels. Like, they're wasting Mike, Mike Trout's career. They just signed Anthony Rendon, and they just ha- they haven't had that full-team chemistry, I guess, and the full-team talent to kind of push them into the playoffs. Uh, they're 8-15 and 15 now. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to do much there. I mean, with the expanded format, they might be able to sneak into the playoffs. But for now, um, I'm going to stay away. I'm not going to put um, – I guess it's minus 250 juice on the Angels when they're 8-15. and 15. Like, I know the Giants aren't good. Uh, they've been blowing games late. But it, two, minus 250 on a team that's 8-15 and 15 is no thank you for me. So I'm going to move on to Oakland and Arizona. Frankie Montas going for the Athletics. Luke Weaver going for Arizona. We have Oakland at minus 150 on the money line. That's actually going to be one of my plays for today. Uh, Frankie Montas is 2-1 with a 1.57 ERA. Luke Weaver, complete opposite. Um, 0-3, 11.85 ERA. He's only got 17 strikeouts this year um, across his starts. He hasn't made it past the fourth or the third inning, at least. He hasn't recorded an out. Sorry, has not recorded an out after the fourth inning this year. Um, the D-backs are just kind of staying alive because they're getting sparks out of their bats at random times. Uh, when you look at a team like the Athletics, they're a really good baseball team. They have been for the past two years. So at a price like 150, I think this is a good spot to take the athletics in. Um, I would even recommend maybe taking them on the minus one and a half on the run line. Um, I don't, let's see what the line is here. I'm not completely sure on the run line. See if there's value there. Um, uh, plus 104. Now I would just ride with the money line on this. Um, yeah, I, the athletics are a really good team and they put up runs and I think Luke Weaver is going to have a real tough day out there today. So, yeah, Oakland minus 150 on the money line. Um, that's going to be pick number one. Then moving on to Toronto and Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Uh, rookie Nate Pearson is starting once again for Toronto. Or Toronto. Uh, Wade LeBlanc going for Baltimore. The I can't find the game here. Oh, there it is. Um, Nate Pearson is 0-0 with a 5.1 ERA. He throws absolute gas. Um, he just needs to get his control down, and he'll be able to just really cruise through games and just keep his velocity up in the high 90s. He can touch 100 with it. Um, but if he can keep his control under wraps, I think he's going to be a real good pitcher for the Blue Jays going forward. Um, Wade LeBlanc has struggled. Um, he's made four starts this year. He's lasted just three and a third in innings in each of his last two outings. Um, and he also pitched uh, against Toronto earlier in the year, gave up seven runs on 11 hits over seven innings. Um, Sorry, this was last year with the Mariners um, at Rogers Center. So uh, he doesn't pitch well against this team. Uh, it, they're not the same lineup that they were last year, the Blue Jays. But, I mean, going forward, um, their lineup is going to just keep improving and improving. But on, in terms of today, um, I'm going to take the Blue Jays lineup and back Nate Pearson. I think he can get on track against an Orioles lineup that has been hitting a lot of home runs, actually. I mean, it's really weird. It's kind of a soft lineup when you look at it in the scope of the entire Major League Baseball, but I don't know. I mean, they're just they're 12 and 10. They're playing well. I mean, if you look at a team like the Red Sox, who have a much better lineup than the Orioles do, they're 6 and 17 at this point. The Orioles are 12 and 10, so roughly six, seven games better than them, which is wild. Um, I can't really fathom that. But pick of the day is going to be the Blue Jays um, money line at minus 135. Then we're going to move on to the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. We have Blake Snell going for the Rays and Masahiro Tanaka going for the Yankees. Uh, the Rays are minus 120 on the money line. 
Um, again, say it every day. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not going to recommend you take the Yankees today. If I weren't a Yankee fan, I'd say take the Rays. I think the Rays are actually a pretty good value play here. Um, Blake Snell always pitches pretty well against the Yankees, and Masahiro Tanaka is pretty home run prone at times. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a tough one for the Yankees, especially they're, they're out with injuries, but they still score runs. Like, they have that whole next man up mentality to the point where no matter who Aaron Boone puts in the lineup, he has the ability to score. Um, but, yeah, I would lean Tampa Bay here, but the Yankees are just so good. I mean, I, I wouldn't play against them. Um, but the, if you're going to, this is the line to do it um, with Blake Snell on the mound. There's not many other pitchers in the league that I would uh, trust to, I guess, stifle the Yankees' bats. But it's possible today. So if that's something you're interested in, I wouldn't really turn you away from it. Um, next, we have Cleveland and Pittsburgh. We have the Indians at minus 185 on the money line. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is going for them. Uh, JT Brubaker going for the Pirates. Brubaker has uh, gone 0 0 with a 3.38 ERA. He gave up three runs in three innings in his first MLB start um, about a week ago, two weeks ago. Um, he, had, he has nine strikeouts and three walks in eight innings. So, not terrible. I mean, you could do worse. Um, and Carlos Carrasco's two and two with a 3.2 ERA. Um, his last outing was his shortest of the season. Uh, three runs, four hits, through four and a third against the Cubs, which Cubs are a pretty good team. So I'm not going to really fault him so much for that. I mean, that's not a bad stat line. I uh, just missed a quality start, uh, two outs away. But yeah, I'm going to stay away from this. Uh, the line is way too high on this one. It's in Pittsburgh. The Pirates have played like not. They don't win games at home, but like at a, at a crazy clip. But they play teams a lot tougher at home than they do on the road. So I, I don't know. I, I'm going to stay away from this game completely. The line is a little bit steep at uh, close to minus 200. So moving on, we have the Mets and the Marlins. David Peterson on the mound, a lefty, going for the Mets against Humberto Mejia for the Marlins. The Mets are minus 175 on the money line. So Peterson is 3-1 and one with a 2.9 ERA this year. Um, he complained about left shoulder soreness in his last start, so who knows if there's going to be any lingering effects today. Um, but on the other hand, Humberto Mejia, 0-0 with a 3.8 ERA. Uh, he was recalled to make his second big league start. Uh, he faced the Mets last time. He threw two and a thirds inning, giving up one run with six strikeouts and two walks um, in that debut start. So, I mean, he, he didn't – we don't really have a sample size to kind of go off of here with Mejia, but we do for David Peterson. I mean, early in this season, he's been one of the better starters for the Mets aside from Jacob deGrom. So, um, the line is still a little bit steep on a team like the Mets who are 10 and 14. I'm not going to lay minus 175 juice on them. Um, anyways, though, we're going to move on to the Washington Nationals and the Atlanta Braves. Austin Voth going for Washington. Josh Tomlin uh, making a start today, which is weird. He's kind of been one of those long-inning guys for Atlanta. Uh, minus 130 on the money line in favor of the Braves. Um, again, you're stretching out a, a kind of a longer reliever to make a start here. Can't expect him to go too deep into the game. I know Tomlin used to start for the Indians, but hasn't done so in a while. And Austin Voth, we don't really know like what we're going to get out of him uh, still to this day. I mean, he's just, and he's one of those guys that's kind of like a fill-in guy, but he has the ability to really mow you down. So he's 0-2 with a 3.2 ERA. Tomlin 1-0 with a 1.5. But again, like I noted, he's uh, coming out of the bullpen. So, I mean, the numbers are kind of skewed, I guess you could call it. I mean, not necessarily reliable. I wouldn't say skewed, but um, I'm going to stay away from this game as well. I think it could go either way. Um, the Braves are missing Acuna and Albies still from their lineup. So 
they don't have the pop that they usually do. But, I mean, it's not going to be a game I want to jump on today. Uh, next at 7-10, we have the Mariners and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are minus 250 on the money line. Marco Gonzalez going for Seattle. Tony Gonsolin going for the Dodgers. Um, Gonsolin has pitched pretty well for the Dodgers so far this year. I mean, there's not much to really say. Like Anybody they throw in the lineup or the rotation or on the mound, whatever you want to call it, they, they pitch well for the Dodgers. Like There hasn't been anybody really that absolutely blows up and kind of is a disaster. Um, to start a game. They're 17 and 7. Mar- uh, Mariners are complete opposite, 7 and 17. But Marco Gonzalez has been Seattle's best starter. But against a lineup like the Dodgers, I don't really know if that's, that's something that I'm going to go for, even at this really high dog price. I don't think it's worth it. Um, but Gonsolin made a fill in start earlier this year. He was optioned back to the alternate site. Now he's back to make another rotation. Um, oh, he's back. He made a start. Now this is his third start of the year. Um, I like Gonsolin to kind of mow these Mariners down today. Uh, the line is just a little too steep. If you want to throw the Dodgers in a parlay, I think they should get this done fairly easily. Um, but putting minus 250 straight on a guy like Gonsolin, I don't know if I'm going like, to – I know he's pitched well, but I'm just not willing to trust that. It's a lot of juice to lay. So moving on, we got the Philadelphia Phillies and the Boston Red Sox. The Phillies are minus 125 on the money line with Zach Eflin on the mound against Boston's Zach Godley. Uh, Godley used to be in Arizona. He was more of a bullpen guy for them. Um earlier then he kind of transitioned into the rotation now he's starting for uh boston this is going to be one of my picks today i like philadelphia a lot i think this is going to be the best pick of the day for me um usually when i say this i mush it a bit but hopefully not um zach eflin kind of fought for that fifth spot um, in the rotation for the phillies earlier this year uh he's 0-1 with a 3.6 era zach godley 0-2 with an 8.16 uh, the Red Sox have just not been a great baseball team, like by any stretch of your imagination. I I can't put money on them anymore. I'm, they're just not good. Like they don't have any pitching aside from Martin Perez, who, I mean, kind of shows flashes here and there. But uh, I don't know. They're, it makes me so happy to see the Red Sox not playing well. But, I mean, I, I like going on the Phillies in this one. Um, Eflin has looked pretty good. He struck out 10 in six innings last week and a loss to the Orioles, actually, which is his only decision of the year. Um, but one key for Eflin has been throwing his sinker um, a lot more this year, and it's working for him, and he, he's getting swings and misses. Um, so we're going to ride that, and he's going to be able to really keep the Red Sox lineup under control here. And even though they have big names in the lineup, they still haven't been putting up runs, which is weird. Um but, yeah, Philly, the Phillies are going to be my favorite play for today, so I'm going to ride that at minus 120 on the money line. Next, we're moving on to the Reds and the Royals. The Reds are minus 140 on the money line with Luis Castillo against Brad Keller. I'm going to stay away from this one um, until the Reds show a little bit more consistency. Um, they should get this game done, but I'm not necessarily so sure, so I'm kind of going to back off. Then we have Milwaukee and Minnesota. Uh, for the Brewers, Corbin Burns making a start in Eric Lauer's spot. Um, Kenta Maeda, who is Minnesota's best starter at this point, I mean, without a doubt, um, minus 150 on the money line. So let's just talk about Maeda for a second. I mean, he's 3-0, 2.66 ERA. He's thrown three consecutive quality starts, um, allowed two runs in six and two-thirds innings against Milwaukee on Wednesday. Um, he's got 21 strikeouts and four walks in 23 innings, so. He's their best pitcher by far this year. Um, the Brewers have kind of been middle of the pack, hovering around 500, like a lot of teams are at this point. Um, so I'm going to take the Minnesota 
Twins uh, money line at minus 150. I think this is a great play also. Um, twins are just really, really good. And with my eight on the mound, this is not a high price to lay, so I'm going to throw this in here. Um, then we have the, chi- the Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. White Sox, um, I've seen anywhere from minus 160 to minus 175 on the money line. Um, Tarek Skabal going for uh, Detroit. I believe it's his first MLB start. Yeah, he's the number 50 MLB or prospect on MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospects. Um, he's making his big league debut. Um, got drafted in the ninth round in 2018. Uh, finally making his MLB debut today. Um, but he's going up against Dylan Cease, who has pitched really, really well for the White Sox this year. Uh, three and one with a 3.26 ERA. Um, after he won on Wednesday, he's four and zero lifetime in four starts against Detroit, um, and he's got a three and eight mark against the rest of baseball. So if there's any team you want to bet Dylan Cease again, go on the, uh, against go against the Tigers, and especially a guy like Tarek Skubal who's making his uh, major league debut. Like uh, it's going to be exciting. I mean, I, I like when new pitchers come in because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, it's a lot easier to come in as a pitcher and thrive than it is to come in as a young hitter and thrive. Um, I feel like there's just so many more ways you kind of have the control on the mound. You know exactly where you're going with the ball. Um, but if you want to throw the uh, White Sox in a parlay, I wouldn't necessarily tell you that's a terrible thing here. Um, I, I think they should get this done. Um, the White Sox are a pretty good team. They got some pops. So especially against a lefty, I mentioned yesterday, um, they were facing, I believe it was Matthew Boyd and, uh, I mentioned how the White Sox lineup can turn over right-handed uh, to face left-handed pitching very easily with Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, Young Moncada, uh, Luis Robert. There's guys in there that smash left-handed pitching. Um, but anyways, the last game of the day, we have the Cardinals and the Cubs. The Cardinals are sitting at 5-5, five and five, haven't really played that many games yet this year because of the coronavirus, and they were kind of sidelined for a bit. Cubs are 14 and seven. Daniel Ponce de Leon going for the Cardinals. You Darvish going for the Cubs. Uh, this is the U Darvish bounce back year. Um, he's three and one with a 1.8 ERA. Uh, he's missing bats. He's pitching well. I mean, he went through a whole spell when he, I think he was in Texas. He um, apparently was tipping his pitches, but he seemed to figure it out. I mean, he's got 27 strikeouts this year um, over four starts, which is wild. I think that's, that's exactly what you want out of you Darvish. Um, in an aging rotation containing Kyle Hendricks and, and John Lester. So this is good. I don't know if I have a betting line for this. Yeah, um, we got the Cubs at minus 196. Uh, Cardinals at plus 168. The total is at eight for this game. Um, no play on this game. Uh, the Cubs should take it easily. Not necessarily easily. I mean, the Cardinals have been playing well. They beat them, I think, twice yesterday in the doubleheader, two seven-inning games. But I still don't know what we get out of this uh, Cardinals team day in and day out. So I'm going to stay away. Then we got the NBA games for today. We got the Magic and the Bucks at 140. The Bucks are 13-point favorites, which is wild in the playoffs. Uh, it's the one versus the eight seed. Um, 225 on the total. I'm going to stay away from this. Um, Miami Heat and the Pacers at 410. The Heat are four-and-a-half-point favorites, 215 on the total. Uh, the Thunder and the Rockets at 640. Excuse me, the Thunder at minus one-and-a-half, uh, 224 on the total. And at 9-10, we got the Blazers and the, or the Trailblazers and the Lakers. Uh, my, or minus 6.5 for the Lakers and 233 on the total. Uh, just going to touch on Sam's picks today. He's got the Bucks at minus 12.5. Um, he's got the Lakers and Trailblazers over 229.5 um, for his picks. 
Then moving on to the NHL, Sam's got four picks today. I'll run you through those after I give you the odds. Uh, we've got the Flyers and the Canadians. Now uh, the Flyers are minus 135 on the money line. The total is set at five and a half. Um, the Flyers are leading two to one in the series, and that game's at three o'clock. Then at 5:30, we have the Flames and the Stars. Uh, the Stars are minus 130 on the money line. Total set at five and a half. The series is tied at two to two. Um, Sam likes the Flames in the previous game, the Flyers at minus 130. Then we have the uh, Washington Capitals and the Islanders. The Islanders are up 3-0 in the series, uh, total set at 5.5. Sam's got the under at minus 140. And then for the late game tonight at 10.30, we have the Golden Knights against the Blackhawks. Um, Golden Knights minus 210 on the money line, total set at 5.5. Sam likes the Golden Knights minus 1.5 to um, – close out this series and send the Blackhawks home. So that is the rest of the episode. Um, I wish I could give you guys more NBA and NHL picks, but that's pretty much it. Just a quick recap of today's picks. We have Oakland minus 150, the Blue Jays minus 135, and the Phillies money line minus 125. Uh, so that wraps up today's episode of the Cap Rack. Uh, it's Tuesday, August 18th, and we will see you tomorrow morning for Wednesday's show.